intro yet. Let's hear it for Ryan. You guys are just like sitting there trying to figure out whether if you can get into the show and then Ryan, he's a, he's, you're the perfect warm-up comic for this punk rock little sweetheart of a show. You know what I mean? You're just like, oh, is this going to be kind of laid back? And then he's like, no, it's not! <laughs> Love that guy. He has a great record label. It's called The Special Thing Records. You should support them and buy all the comedy records that they put out. Correct? I knew you would. Yes, I can tell you're agreeing by your clapping. I wasn't sure if you agreed, but then because you clapped so much, because you interrupted me to clap, I knew that then you were on board. But before that, I wasn't sure. Um, I'm your host, Cameron Esposito. I'm obviously very charismatic and talented. Wearing my shirt tucked out tonight. Trying something new. There's a bunch of amazing comics in back. They can hear you. Let's hear for those comics. Hello. Rhea, what are you wearing? I always wear a suit to the office. Rhea, I feel bummed because I'm upstaged. I'm sorry. The quality of your outfit. Where'd you get that suit? I got it from Top Man. Top Man. <laughs> because that is what I am. Yeah. Actually, I'm sorry. I was I going to say something that's Don't a little do too it. personal. Um... <laughs> I love that store. They got great vests. They do have great vests. Um, that's all. That's great. Yeah, that's great. They got great vests. Really love Top Man. They got great vests. I love their stuff. Nice vests. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, cool vests. You know what is surprising to me? What? That you're here. Yeah. At the yeah. show. It's surprising. It is, it's pretty surprising. To me that you're here. You look amazing because Thank you. you were taping something for television. I was taping a TV thing uh, that you guys will find out about soon I'm cryptic sure. cryptic soon. Right. Uh, yeah thank you to that guy that's right you, you should applaud her being on television we're making yes. we're making it in, in an industry that is cutthroat <laughs> great act out on that one uh, thank you thank you um, <laughs> now you were filming something uh, far away very far away they sent a car for you they sent a obviously. car for me and look at me you drove into the... You came home. I did. I came and home. And this was at 7.30, and it's 8 o'clock now. It's 8.09. And at 7.30, you open the door to I the open the door, now, and I... Now, we live in a one-bedroom, two-bathroom bathroom apartment. apartment. <laughs> it's <which> really great. <laughs> don't exist. I don't know how we're living there either. I'm not sure... Uh, but we live in a one-bedroom, two-bathroom. Not only do we have two bathrooms, one of the bathrooms is an ensuite bathroom and has a hers, hers and hers. hers. Has his in his sink. For us to keep our hair gels on. Yeah. 
were a one-bedroom, two-bathroom, three-sink household plus a sink in the kitchen. Yeah. Which technically has two sides. Technically, yeah, that's five more five sinks. sinks. And none of them... What's a, a bathtub but a big sink, right? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly right. I don't mean to brag, we also have a bathtub. Um, it's too bad we don't have a sink for our dog, though. Yeah. Just like a tiny dog sink. I don't think that anyone have to, should have to drink at a separate sink. Oh. That was like a weird joke to make, huh? Sure. I get it. It was a weird one. Yeah. Now, here's what I'm saying. One half hour ago, Rhea busted into her apartment. I did. I actually had some good news to tell you. You had great um, news to but tell But I me. couldn't tell you right then because you, couldn't tell me. you went like, hello! Actually, you didn't. I no, didn't say a word. But her body came in. I know I did not say a word. And then you ran into the first bathroom. Which is right next to the door. And then you uh, began to puke. I just vomited. Yeah, because she got so carsick. I got so carsick. Um, I vomited. And then one half hour later, you're here. Here and I am. Obviously, that's it, right. I'm a hero. Unbelievable. Kill yourself for her art. Now, another yeah. thing that you might not know about us is that our suits stay in the same household because obviously we have a one-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment because we're not just roommates. No. No, no, no. We're not I don't roommates. live in the bathroom. You do not live in the bathroom. We share one bedroom. Yes. Because we're also fiancés of each other. Of each other. <laughs> and sorry. I say that because backstage, right before the show, I was so overwhelmed with pride that you had made it to the show. Oh, you're going to tell him this? Yeah, I am. Great. I kissed her on the lips. And you know what? Rhea, tell them. I forgot to brush my teeth. She didn't brush her teeth. <laughs> but I drank a Coke backstage, so it's fine. <laughs> right? You mean because Coke has like a corrosive property? Yeah, it's battery acid. So it burned it all yeah. off. <laughs> That's how that works. That's funny because I think it's worse. I think I it's worse know. that you puked and drank a Coke. Thank I think me. it's totally fine. So you, you would have preferred no nothing to Coke? I would have preferred when you came in the front door, you said, sweetie, open your mouth, and then puked in my mouth. Right. Now that I know that that's your preference, I'll keep that up there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Stop insulting me by not puking in my mouth. Do you guys know that, not know that's how lesbians have sex? That's weird. <laughs> Cause it like we got a bunch. Didn't you feel like there were like some chuckles? Like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, a funny but, mythical sex act. But yeah. then we're like, that's no, how we that's, fuck. That's how we do it. So like, you are judgmental, and you have also been watching the wrong television because we don't have sex like two skydivers facing each other. <laughs> Which is what the TV will tell you. That's what the TV says. Yeah. Every's hands are always in the air, you know? It doesn't matter. But, um... <laughs> we were in San Francisco over the weekend. Well, we've been touring so much. Yes, we Heavens have. Heavens to Betsy. I'm happy to be home for a minute. And we were in San Francisco for our last tour stop on, uh... Some recent day. Sunday. Sunday. It was a Sunday. It was this recent Sunday. And we had a great show, sold out. Great obviously. show. Obviously. Huge, like, cool venue. Like, oh, you know, whatever. Um... 
and the guy who was doing sound, yes. something happened to him during the show. Right. He changed. He changed. From the beginning of the show. <laughs> when he was very professional, show. and then by the end of the show, some, a, a, a substance had gone into his body. Yeah. And I don't know which one it was. I, I mean, I have a guess. Yeah, which you think it was pot. I think it was pot. Either way, because earlier, he earlier he was like, hey, I'm so glad to be running sound. We love it when you guys come here. So great. Let me know what you need. Yeah, he was great. like, monitor is off or on. Monitor is off or on. Sounds this is like good. jargon. This is jargon. But then, my point is, if you guys were in the business, you'd understand what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and then the time that he came in that we were going to talk about, he came in like this. He started to, he started to get low into the room. He was using way too much of the yeah, door. He was to talk to And me. then he just goes, that was great. With that much eye contact. <laughs> and I, eye I, contact, but also somehow looking away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making us. Eye, yes, Through making us. eye contact, but Through looking us. away. X-ray vision, yes. much like Supergirl, Super right? That show was amazing last night. Okay, it's a little weird you didn't watch it. Right, Obviously, it's also strange it. that two lesbians watched it. What would, what would our interest be in that? I didn't get it. I, we just flipped it on. We didn't I just even make on. an appointment for it or anything. I didn't set an alarm on my set phone. Set an alarm on the phone. How weird that you think we did. <laughs> I watched that whole show and it's so disappointing because I don't know the age of that actor, but I think she might be a child. Is it another one of those situations? How old do you think she is? She's Rhea? supposed to be 24. So she can't be a child. I'm 34, I'm still 10 years older than her. Sure. I feel so frustrated when women with cool legs wear good skirts and fly, and then they're too young for me to really be into them. I understand your problem. I was just watching that show like, oh man, high school me would have watched this with her boyfriend all the time. <laughs> That's like in high school when I was like, I just want, hey, hey, high school boyfriend, I think I'm going to get my hair cut like Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And he was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and I didn't. I really didn't. You didn't know. No, I didn't no. know. I was like, hey, high school boy boyfriend, do you want to rent Boys Don't Cry tonight? <laughs> There's a, yeah. 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 No, I'm not going to yeah, go. Yeah, 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 Boys do cry when they find out you're a lesbian. Yes, they do. <laughs> but it's not fucking about them, all right? We are our own autonomous it's people. It's not for you, okay? Jesus. My point is... What was my point? Oh, <laughs> the gentleman, he was yes. coming in. He was slinky. He was... And he was staring Great through. Job, you guys. And with Great Supergirl job. eyes. And he gave us the old Supergirl stare. And um, he was like, because on stage, I, we're talking about getting married. Yeah. Because it's uh, part of our lives. So we talk about it on stage because we're comics. That's what we do. Also, it's like a really important thing to tour the country and talk about. That's fucking crazy. And we tour together, so you get to meet both of us, and then at the end, we're like, plus, surprise, you, you're, you're on the outside of all of this! Hey! Because we're going home together. That's the last thing we say. No, um... <laughs> but this gentleman was like, so you guys are getting married? When are you getting married? And I was like, December. And then he was like, oh, where are you getting married? And I was like, Chicago. And he said, oh, that's very 
Do you say that's brave of you to do that there? I think so. He, I think that's what he that's said. That's brave of that's you brave. to do that there. And but I, Rhea, and you're, I, this, you're such a fucking genius. I've yeah. never loved you more than in that moment. Yeah. What did you say? I said, because of the temperature? Come on! <laughs> I'm going to make you say it, you stupid man. I'm going to make you say what you mean. And he was like, no, because of... Do you remember what he said? It wasn't like lifestyle, but it was on that vibe. It was like, no, because of the particulars. Or like, because of the situation. Because of how you're incorporated with each other. You know what I mean? Like, because of a love that cannot speak its name. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Because how 50 years ago it. you killed a boy's parents. You mocked him with a lightning bolt. Remember that? That's why. Anyway. Um, my point is, uh, I was like, well, actually, Chicago's a huge city. Have you been there? <laughs> And he was like, ah, I'm from the Midwest. And I said, well, okay, but have you been to Chicago? And he was like, uh, I have tried not to go back. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, this guy lives in San Francisco, so I get that maybe he thinks that he's like, San Francisco's hip with the gays, but everyone else fucking hates it. And I, <laughs> I hate that. And I hate yes. when people think they're being an ally by making that assumption. Because not too long ago, we were in Fort Wayne, Indiana, doing a f- sold-out show for people that drove all across the Midwest. Like, comedy fans of every type, but also lots of gay couples who were celebrating the fact that they just happened to fucking live in Indiana because it turns out we didn't all move. A lot of us moved, but some of us yeah. stayed where the fuck we were and we waited it out. <laughs> And it's insulting that you don't think we fought the good fight every fucking where. And that we can't go back to wherever the fuck we want to get married. We can get married in any state right now. And we can make people serve us pizza by lying to them (laughs) about what the pizza is for. (laughs) That guy's, that stupid guy really hurt my feelings. Clearly. I'm very sorry about it. It was okay. Yeah. I you know mean, why it was okay, Rhea? Why is it okay? Well, because you remember what happened right after? What happened right after? For the first time, do you remember what happened to me for the first time? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I remember now. So yeah, sorry. I needed a second. That's okay. Because <laughs> I puked. Yeah, yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. Well, we're, we're Are celebrities. Are you going to tell us? Or do you want me to tell them? Yeah, we're celebrities. So, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Right afterwards, right after the show, after yeah. this stupid guy was like, why don't you stay in your cage? Yeah. Move to the get Bay Area. In there. You know, like, just like, I can't believe you're even out of, where's the gay neighborhood I, in San Francisco? I don't want to spend enough time there. The whole thing That's is That's like being like, oh, do you live in West Hollywood? By the way, if anybody, if you, don't ask a gay person if they fucking live in West Hollywood. Like, automatically. I'm not saying some of us don't live in West Hollywood, but it's a little bit like, uh-uh. Like, it's a little on the nose. It's, we got in an elevator once, and this guy was like, where are you guys from? We said LA. He was like, let me guess. West Hollywood? He was in New York! We were in New York! He didn't think that... Ga- oh! You know, like, I just... Oh, what, do you live in West Chelsea? Like, you yeah. couldn't even imagine oh, anywhere else oh, you, you live. you guys are lesbians? Are you guys from the Isle of Lesbos? <laughs> oh, you guys live in L.A.? Do you live in the L word? <laughs> No, turns out we don't actually. Like, we don't even like know almost any lesbians. We're our to- we're the tokens, all of our friends. Yep. We don't live on that side of town. We live on this side of town. We like the mountains. 
there's nothing wrong with that side of town. I'm just saying, like, don't assume. <laughs> it's weird, though, right? It's like going it to, like, a, like, an interracial couple and being like, I can't believe you're in the South. Yeah. Because there's the assumption, like, because I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk later about what happened next. I feel like we should yeah. just get the show sure. rolling. That's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. She looks so good tonight. I can't believe she made it out for you people. The great news is we've also got an amazing show. Everyone on this show is someone I love. And now this next comic, we love it when he comes by. Put your hands together. Please, let's start it out right. Mr. Sean Keen, guys. Give it up for Sean. Thanks, guys. My high school girlfriend, also a lesbian. Yes. She... She and I love to watch The Craft together. That was our could have been a warning sign. This guy. Uh, I'm very happy right now. My mom's celebrating her one-year anniversary of being on Facebook. Yeah, it's great. Since she joined Facebook, she has liked every single thing that I've posted on Facebook. That doesn't mean she has approved of everything, because uh, when my mom doesn't like something I post, she'll still like it. And then in the comments will write, I didn't care for that, Sean. <laughs> so she's doing social media right. My mom's really there just to pick up on slang, I think. Uh, the last time I talked to her, she ended everything she said with, you feel me? <laughs> so like, your father can't eat those goldfish crackers anymore, Sean, because of its blood pressure. You feel me? You feel me? <laughs> can't do it. But the best thing that she learned, and I'm blaming Facebook for this, is she learned you can shorten the term shut the fuck up to STFU. Yeah, and clearly mom's been getting into it with some haters on the internet. Uh, but what mom doesn't realize is that doesn't work verbally. And we found this out last year at Thanksgiving. Uh, the whole Keene family had assembled, and my aunt said something that my mom did not care for. And my mom said, oh, stafu. <laughs> Yeah, she sounded it out. She said, oh, Stefu. And my aunt said, what? And my mom said, oh, you heard me. Stefu. <laughs> and my aunt said, I don't understand what you're saying right now. Can you please explain? And then my mom said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and my aunt almost started to cry. She apologized for no reason at all and then left the room no closer to learning what Stafu meant than when that conversation began. Here's what happened from her perspective. She made an innocuous comment. She was yelled at in a language she had never heard before in her life. She asked politely for clarification, and she was told to shut the fuck up! And my mom, not even sorry afterwards. She's like, yeah, I told her to Stafu. Bitch didn't Stafu, so... <laughs> Also, later in the day, my mom yelled to the whole family, why isn't anyone helping me? I've been busting a nut making this gravy for hours. And I, I thought I would just never stop laughing. I thought that was going to be it. Uh, also, didn't have any gravy. I just had that turkey dry, just to, just to make sure. Uh, does anyone here do mushrooms? Uh, I'm a cop, and we'll be talking after the show. Uh, I... 
do mushrooms sometimes. I'm very bad at them. Uh, like five years ago, I had a bad mushroom experience. I'd been day drinking, and I was at a karaoke bar. My friend offered me some mushrooms. I'm like, this is a good idea. And when you take mushrooms, for the first 30 minutes, it's very joyful. And then there's a brief moment of being as scared as you've ever been in your life. And if you can just work through that, you're fine. Unfortunately, that hit right when I had been called up on stage to sing the song One by U2. And my performance is just like, one love, not the same. Carry each other, carry each other. And everyone was waiting to see what the punchline would be. And the punchline was, I just walked directly home out of the karaoke bar. I didn't leave my couch for like two, uh, 12 hours. I woke up, I'd written myself a definition. And this was, it said, friend, noun. Someone who, parentheses, mostly doesn't want you to die. So I was at a dark place. And I'm like, maybe this isn't the drug for me. So I didn't do mushrooms again. I didn't do them again until this summer when I was on, I was at a, a comedy festival on the Russian River. You performed Friday night. Saturday, we floated the river. So we were all loading up into our little boats. And uh, my friend had some mushrooms. And I thought, what better time to rejoin the world of psychedelics than on a boating trip with a bunch of comedians who have no life skills whatsoever, but specifically no boating or rescue skills at all. So I took him, and initially it was great. I was swimming around, I was racing people, I was acting like a sprinkler, you know, like... And it was great. And then I got to the fear place again. I got a little bit of a stomach ache and immediately was just looking into the eyes of death again, just panicked. And I thought, oh my God, I poisoned myself. I ate poison. I can't believe I ate poison. Without thinking, hey, Sean, when was the last time you did 30 minutes of dedicated aerobic activity? <laughs> did you poison yourself or did you just run around like a jackass in the water without stretching? And that, it didn't matter. So I was so scared. So I went to run up on, on the shore because I, I was just scared of everything. So I thought of my primary fear, which is being sunburned. Uh, you can see my pale skin podcast listeners. I have cotton candy pink cheeks. It's, it's very dangerous. And I thought, I got to get out of the sun. So I started smearing sunscreen all over my body. I was dripping wet. It didn't rub in at all. And I'm like, that's not enough. And I ran into the mud and I sat down in the mud, water up to my chest. And I was holding a bottle of water like this. At a, at a 90 degree angle to the water, which sounds crazy, except you have to realize I didn't want the water to touch the water, because if the water got in the water, if you've taken mushrooms, you know, you don't want the water to be in the water, or else the water will have a problem. And I sat there, and this was a point in the river where people had to make a turn or else they would crash into some bushes. So everybody crashed into the bushes. And then they would they'd just be like, oh my God, we're gonna crash. And then they'd look over their shoulder and they'd see me, this creepy white river troll, just sitting in the water, holding this water bottle up. And also, uh, I forgot to mention this, I was counting backwards from a thousand to try to calm myself down. So I was like, 672, 671. And people were really traumatized by this, like families, couples. There was like a group of bachelorettes that crashed and saw me and just went, no, no. 
and I thought, oh no, these people are upset about their boating skills being questioned. And so I decided that the next time someone crashed into the bushes, I needed to say something positive about their boating ability. So the next boat wipes out, they look behind them, and I go, happens to everybody. <laughs> it's a tough day on the river. These kayaks don't have a rudder. And that is so much creepier than a silent river troll. Because a silent river troll, you can see it with your friends. You're like, did you see that guy? And everyone can go, no. And you never mention it again. But when the river troll starts talking, you're in it. You're in that reality. You got to engage with him. I tell day on the river. As you want to keep the water out of the water with this one. Sun damage is cumulative, so make sure to reapply. And... I ruined a lot of days, but the only consolation I have is at least I didn't take mushrooms, get in a kayak, wipe out in some bushes, look over my shoulder and see me sitting there, because I would have freaked, I would still be on the river right now, and I think I'd, I'd be super sunburned right now. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, I'm Sean Keith. Awesome news. We're going to keep the show right on rolling. Now, this next comic is a genuinely, a genuinely kind man and someone that I love. And you might also know him from the television show Silicon Valley or, like, uh, probably from Yogi Bear 3D. <laughs> His greatest credit. Let's hear it right now from Mr. T.J. Miller. <laughs> Slim oh, I did that wrong. Fucking and you're laughing at the Yogi Bear shit. Shut the fuck up. Stiff God damn it, Rhea Butcher, guys, give it up for her. Come on. Without Cameron, I Rhea is so handsome. Doesn't she just look like the James Bond you always wanted to be? Like when she went like this, I was like, I'll never be that handsome. And it's true. You guys are so funny. East side, everyone's tentative. They're like, is he gonna go too far? We just discussed the persecution they've underwent. Does he really need to talk about that right now? Look at me. I'm, I'm shaking in my converse. <laughs> That's fine. Look. I, I made the wrong decision, you know? Shouldn't have come up here and tried to push it, you know? Especially in a complimentary way. That was wrong of me to come up here and compliment how attractive she is. I'll try and we'll get it back with riffing, right? How you doing? How you doing? I like the converse. Remember earlier? All right. 
Do you understand? Do you see I showed you the source of that original comment? Was that gentleman right there? He didn't even know it. Is that a Lululemon shirt? I wish it was. It's not, but I wish... I saw a guy in a Ferrari today in Beverly Hills open the trunk of the Ferrari and start taking Lululemon bags from the front seat and put them in the trunk and then go back. And as he walked past me once, I kind of looked at him and he just went like this. It's just like this sad thing where most guys would be like, yeah, nice car, right? And he's just like, fucking, it's, it, I thought it would, but it doesn't. It doesn't make you happy. None of this makes you happy. I just go to and fro from the small trunk to the front for the many Lululemons. Also, we were in Beverly Hills. That's where all the uh, psychiatrists and psychologists sort of barely keep me on board. Uh, and that's where doctors are and things like that. Uh, but I was there, and I saw this old woman. I saw this really old woman, and she was sort of, she was, you know when you see an elderly person that is so, so hunched over that they'll, they'll never be able to look all the way up again? <laughs> Do you ever see that? Do you ever watch one of those people walking just like... It, they'll, never be, they'll never see what's from here up again. It won't happen, because if they try and lay down on their back, they'll just roll and then roll back up. Do you understand that? Like those clowns you hit that have the weighted bottoms? If they were just like, oh God, I'll just... No. So it's just this elderly woman and she's kind of walking and she's just so far down. And I just, sometimes I just see that stuff and it's so tragic. It's the reason I'm a comedian and I, I'm like, okay. Yeah, laugh it up. It's literally the only drug you have in a post-religious, post-meeting society, okay? Where only time is truly the only thing we have that's even close to a deity because it's the only thing that's omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. It's omniscient because everything that happens happens within time, so... It has to know about it. It's omnipresent because sooner or later, eventually, you're going to realize in a flash, just one moment, you'll realize that we speak primarily in temporal terms. So even our language is infected at this very moment. You won't realize it now, but years from now, you'll think about it. And in one single instant, you'll look back and be like, I didn't know it at the time, but he was right about time. And then... It's omnipotent, obviously, because it will vanquish us all. But I'm not ready to talk about death yet because this woman is hunched over and I'm like, you know, I want to make her happy, you know? I got to say something to brighten her day. That's what I've got to do. She's just got it so rough. So I look down and she has a little cat ring on. She's got a little gold ring and it looks like a kitty, okay? So I walk over and I go, excuse me, miss, miss. And she's like, uh. And I realize, I realize that she can never see me. I'm too tall. I've gotten to a point where she can never see my face. So I sort of bend down like this. And now we're talking at this level, right? Like this. Her like this. Me sort of like this. She sounds like this. I sound like this. I'm just trying to give you a good sense of what's going on in the scene. Okay? I went to AMDA, the American musical and the rest of it. And I just look at her, you know, and I say, I just want to say, I think your, your cat ring is beautiful. I think that's a beautiful ring. And she goes, thank you so much. It, uh, it's, it was a, a present that I gave myself after my, my cat died. And my cat died actually about three or four months ago. And I was like, fuck, 
Fuck, I wanted to compliment her, but I'm just reminding her of this death of the only important thing in her life. And I was like, well, I think it's very beautiful. I just wanted to let you know. She's like, thank you so much. And so she walks into the Rite Aid, and I was like, fuck. Like, I really, really screwed that up, you know? And then my wife, Kate, kind of comes up to me, and I go, hey, come... Come with me into this store. I just, I kind of fucked it up. I tried to make this woman feel good and I sort of made her remember a sad memory and she almost started crying. So come in here with me and just, I want to tell her because I said, you know, that uh, my wife really likes cats and she had a cat that was close to her. So I was trying to kind of steer myself out of this fucking kamikaze (laughs) disaster I created for myself with this curved human. And so we go and we find her, of course, in like the Hallmark greeting card section. And she's checking. She can only check the first three rows. None of this is available to her anymore. Special grandson occasion, that's gone. That's at the top. She can't see that. So I go over and I go, hey, excuse me, miss. I just wanted to show your ring to to Kate because she, you know, she really... um, Uh, She loves cats also, and she had a cat named Topa that's very close to her. And she goes, oh, really? What kind of cat was that? And Kate's like, "Um, you know, it was whatever cat it is. It means a lot to her, but I can't remember. And then... uh, (laughs) And then so they start talking about cats, and I'm like, good, yes, okay, great. This this will brighten her day. She's in the Hallmark greeting card section, likely picking out a card for someone that's died, one of her friends, her being among the last of the people alive, sort of wishing at each funeral that it was her instead so that she wasn't left behind. You know what I mean? To wallow in the loss that these people no longer have to endure. So I go and I look at the Doritos section at the Rite Aid, and I'm like, they have so many different types of Doritos right now. They have Doritos Jacked. They have Doritos 3D. You know the Jacked? What is that about? Just somebody somewhere was like, let's call it Jacked. The kids will dig it. What the fuck are you talking about? Were your Doritos not flavored enough before? No, they're fine. Jacked! Now they're Jacked, you fucking asshole! Buffalo tarty sauce. What the fuck does that mean? It's so hot, but it comes late to your taste buds. What are you talking about? It's jacked. It's 3D. All things are 3D that are tangible objects. Not anymore. Now it's even more 3D. Is it 4D? That's talking about time and dimension, motherfucker. We're talking snacks. Then I come back over to sort of check on them and be like, all right, Kate, we should go. And both of them, the curved woman... And K8, both are crying, bawling, crying to each other. K8's now at this level, going, oh my God, she was the only friend I had through the hardest time of my life. The other woman's like, I don't have anyone anymore. And it's this terrifying thing. And I am sitting and they both turn to me, tears in their eyes. A woman I hadn't met and complimented her cat ring. Now she is bawling because of it. Both of them look with tears on their face and I'm just... I've already opened a Doritos Cool Ranch Jacked. Because I'm paying for it. I might as well eat it now. I am chip in hand about to dig in to that sweet, sweet Jacked Cool Ranch. Remember when they did Cooler Ranch? This is Coolest Ranch. It's terrible. And I know I don't have the time really to delve into death, but I don't understand. 
why we don't talk about death more because it's really the only thing we all have in common. Like, you have different opinions on all sorts of things for me, but both of us are definitely going to die. And even now, you can feel you guys being like, don't, that's not what we... We came here not to think about that. But it would be nice if we could talk about it a little more because when you talk about death, the only thing, you, that's, there's an adjective for that, which is um, morbid, right? And morbid is never used in a positive way. No one is ever like, hey, Steve, I know you're taking off for the weekend. I just want to say you were super morbid all week. And I want to thank you, reminding us of our imminent deaths. And, you know, we should reevaluate all of our values constantly and live in the present moment because it all can be taken away at one point. Just Anyway, I know you're spending the weekend with your family, so have fun. I hope they don't die. Just kidding, but think about it. Shit. You know, so there's that. But you can't, I don't know why we don't talk about it. That's why it's so scary, because everybody thinks about it, right? But it would be insane if you were, like, in an elevator, you know, and you just started talking. You can't. Uh, yep. Yeah. A lot less hot than last week, right? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I can use it, too. I... <clears throat> Certainly rather die this week uh, rather than last. I mean, it's, you know, because it's less hot, so it'd be nice to die in good weather. Dope, all right. <clears throat> oh, no, you don't have to press a button for me. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> you know, when morality is relative, I don't know. That's the other problem. I gotta go, but it's true that, you know... Essentially, everything that you think is like right or wrong several hundred years ago is completely different. So it's clearly arbitrary. And if we think that we're the ones that right now know what's right and wrong definitively because we exist now, uh, it doesn't in uh, 300 years will be totally different. So it's just like like no one in here says the N word, right? Like I don't say that. And whenever somebody says it, I'm like, you're a bad person. Do you guys ever feel, even if they're joking or it's like part of a hip hop song, you're just like, you don't need to say it. You don't need to hit the R. It's just, it's not funny. It's you're a bad person, right? Can we all agree on that? Um, but every single person in here, except for one, has looked at another person who is homeless uh, and, and uh, you know, any ethnicity, and uh, they've asked you for a dollar that you had and didn't need as much as they did, right? And not only did you not give them that dollar that you could have and that they needed more than you, you didn't even look them in the eye. Never mind. Have you ever done cocaine? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha ah, Just kidding. That's a K word to kind of release the tension. But really think about what I just said. Except there's one person that hasn't. I have every single time a homeless person asks me for money, I've either given them a dollar or if I couldn't have explained to them why not. So are you guys good people? Am I good? Am I better than you? Because as soon as I give them the dollar, I just scream N-word at them. Not the word, just N-word. And then I run away, and they're like, this was confusing but generous. <laughs> so I shouldn't have brought any of this up. I apologize. There's some things you can't recover from. There really are. There's some things that t they say time heals all wounds. It won't. And time's more important than health. If you have, at least you have your health. Well, that's gone. All you have left is time. But there's some things that you can't recover from. A lot of things I've said I can't recover from tonight. And also, if you're really, really high and the person you're talking to is not high, and you don't know if they know that you're high or not, 
and then you go to open your water bottle and take the top off, but it's already off. <laughs> you can never recover from that. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. very sweet of TJ to compliment me and say that I am handsome because I am handsome yes. right yes you just said it again what a beautiful time it is that like a lesbian comic can stand on stage and do stand up in a suit in the uniform and people are like yeah this is great it's a beautiful time is it not yes because when I was a kid people just like didn't know you know like other girls that I knew would be called tomboys, but for some reason they never called me that. Adults would always be like, she has all these tomboy qualities, but I don't know if I should call it this early. They were just like terrified. Because when I was a little girl, I had this like bob haircut, you know, like a 90s bob. It was like, just like Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs, right? That's what I had. And every time people would like meet me, with my mom, they'd be like, oh my God, what a great haircut. She, she reminds me of somebody though. And my mom would be like, yeah, Jodie Foster. And they'd be like, she's like, yeah, it's a Jodie Foster haircut. And they were like, no, it's something else. Like every time. You guys, my rhythm is off because I'm wearing a suit. Anyway, the show, and I also vomited like 30 minutes ago. Anyway, it's going to be great, right? We're going to keep this show rolling. Next comic, I played baseball with once. Please give a warm welcome welcome to Kieran Deal, please. Thank you, guys. It's just like TJ Miller, random Indian bitch. That's... Great, 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 great. Nothing like following your heroes on stage. Oh, that's really fun. Uh, I'll tell you a bit about myself. Uh, growing up for me was kind of tough. Growing up, um, I had a unibrow on my lip. Yeah, I look like Groucho Marx just like dipped in milk chocolate. Like I would comb my face like Chewbacca. I'd just be like, this is how we do it. Because it was the 90s, sir. That guy knows. <laughs> and kids in middle school, they can be really mean. Like, there was this kid in middle school, and he was always like, hey, you have a mustache. And so I ran home. You know, I didn't want to tell my mom about it because I didn't want to offend her about her beard. <laughs> so I go into my dad's store, and I bake the stash. Like, I shave off the mustache, right? And I go back to school the next day. I'm, like, super fucking confident. And the same guy was just like, hey, you have a mustache. And so my best friend in the world was this dude. And he was like, don't worry, Karen, I'll handle this. Hey, yo, no, she doesn't. She used to. <laughs> but she shaved it off. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, that was not a victory. Fergie, sweet. We don't win that. We don't win that. But I'm here to tell you that sometimes your greatest weakness can become your greatest strength. Right? Because... I used to be a hairy monster. But now, I have this beautiful Indian hair. Okay? 
and I don't know if you guys know anything about the weave business. But this is premium shit. Okay, you might have watched the Chris Rock documentary, Good Hair for Entertainment, but for me, that shit was research. Okay, this is 14 inches, this is true, of 100% organic, virgin... You can just go with that, sir. It's virgin, root-to-table, Indian hair worth up to $1,000. Guys, that's true. I am walking around with rent money on my head. It's like, I might not be able to afford a drink at a bar after this, but I can just walk up to the bartender and be like, hey girl, I'm good for it. Just a lot of this. Just take the fucking hair out of the drain and I throw it at toll stations and I'll just be like, you're welcome. <laughs> it's beautiful. Beautiful image. That's what that is. Um, good. Well, um, I... Uh, I have a new little thing I want to try. Can I try it? Do you mind if I try a little? It's like a new thing. It's a new thing for me. How many women are here? Like, just just clap if you've ever been, uh, if you've been heckled. Like a cat cult. That's what it's called. So 100% of the women here have been cat called. If you're a woman, you've been cat called. I want to do a, like a sketch. Like, I want to like do a sketch on the street where I cat call men. I think that'd be really fun, but like really do it. I'm not talking about like, you know, like get actors. I like really want to say this shit to dudes. So I'm going to just try a couple of these. I haven't done this on stage before. Hmm? Adventure. <laughs> Adventure. Um, so these are some of the things I was thinking about maybe yelling at some guys. This is, this is true. So they might work. They might not. Um, okay. So a guy comes by and I'll just be like, Hey, look at the balls on you! That's the first one. Um, ooh, I'd like to take you home, date you, wear you down for a year until you propose. Yeah, you look like you got a pussy-eating mouth. Yeah, you do. Ooh, you want to buy me tampons next month? Yeah, you do. Ooh, I bet you could push a heavy stroller you big moosey motherfucker <laughs> all right it's fair that's it's fair that was that's fair just want to see it's like let's try it before the humans first um i've always thought of myself as having an overactive imagination it turns out that mental illness just runs in my family <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. No, I'm just kidding. That's not funny. Um, uh, uh, I, my, my father, this is true. So my father had a psychotic breakdown in April, which is very sad. He had a psychotic breakdown. They sent him to a mental hospital. And I had brunch with a girlfriend of mine here in Los Angeles, you know, and I was sitting opposite her, and she goes, Kieran, that's so sad. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, you do know that uh, mental illnesses run in families, and it's genetic are you worried that the same thing is going to happen to you? And so I looked at her and I was like, well, I am now, bitch. This bacon's on you. And then I bit her. I just... <laughs> just bitter face off. Do you know what I mean? Because why not? Why not? Just bitter. Oh, I did. I did. Um, I'll leave you. It's almost over. Um... 
Yeah, I'll leave you with a, a little... This has been an interesting set. Uh, I'll leave you with a little a thing I like to talk about. Um, like, I'm, I'm a feminist. I'm sure everyone here is because it's UCB. Um, I always say this phrase. I always say, I'm like, just because you have an extra hole between your legs, it doesn't mean that you should have a hole in your paycheck. Right? Women are currently making... Thank you. It's like a pun, but shittier. Um... <laughs> Audiences in general are very stupid. Do what you can, you know. It's, um, but uh, I, I like I. So the statistic is approximately women make about seventy-seven cents to the dollar. Seventy cents to the dollar, twenty-three cents less than men. So that's why I think that to motivate politicians and employers, I think that women should get a twenty-three percent discount on just everything, everywhere, ever. Okay, I call that a pussy tax. And, you know, if that name is offensive to you, you could go with something more like a pussy rebate, um, <laughs> pussy savings, a pussy coupon, pussy discount, a pussy ticket. Uh, there's twat tax, vagina tax, <laughs> vagina value, vulva value, finger hut discount, or... And this is my mother's personal favorite. It's just a coochie coupon. Because there's nothing that she likes more than alliteration, you know? <laughs> She's a kindergarten teacher, so... Um, but basically, it's like, I want to walk into a store, I want to walk into a Barnes & Nobles, and I want them to be like, uh, yo, do you have a membership? Uh, I, w I want to be like, I, have a, I want my discount. Do you have a membership? And I'll be like, yes, it's right here. This is the area. But that's not going to work, right? So it should have a commercial. I feel like the coochie coupon would need a commercial, and I want it to feel like a L'Oreal commercial, like just like soft lighting and a soft camera. And I don't know if you've seen these, but it's like Julianne Moore, and she'll just be like... So refined. Elegance. And just a lot of like one words. So that for the coochie coupon, it would just be like a soft camera. And then it's just like, don't you want your 23%? And then models swing in and they're like, coochie coupon, coochie coupon, coochie coupon. <laughs> then the one in the middle would be like, isn't it time to fill the gap? And then just coins just come out of a vagina. <laughs> Coochie coupon, coochie coupon. These are the deepest savings. And this one's like, this is the juiciest coupon. And then it's like, this is the blackest of Fridays. <laughs> they laugh for no reason. <laughs> coochie coupon. Because you're worth it. Okay, thanks, guys. Yes, keep going, Kieran, guys. Get over, Kieran. Oh, she was great. It's been a, such a great show so far. I was stressed out backstage because I 100% know, I don't even know if Kieran's back there and she can hear me. I 100% know what she's talking about, uh, but it's too, everything else is, but we have two, we have two more uh, holes. <laughs> Just saying that. <laughs> Women have two more two more holes. Whoa! Holy shit! Do you guys know that? I'm gonna have two more holes. Oh, no, that's not true. I guess there's a hole at the end of a penis? That's how the water comes out? I just thought penises were closed. I don't know why I thought they got out of there. It's one. She's right. <laughs> oh, I fucking solved that. 
God, that's so funny. That's what I think about penises. And I, like, watch a lot of porn. Like, gay male porn. So what do I think has been happening at the end of all those movies? I always assume they freeze the shot, come in, bring some stuff, throw it on the dude. Cut it together. (sighs) How are you doing? Yo, tell me the truth. Am I right about dicks? Dudes in the audience? You guys got to hold it thin to your dick or what? This guy just goes... So cool. So classy about it. You know, I was... I, I, I said something the other day, and then as I said it, I was like, I am fucking right. And I couldn't believe that I was. This is the sentence that I said. Like the majority of Americans, I am a woman. (laughs) Do you guys know that is fucking true? (laughs) Like, have you ever thought about it that way? So I feel like women, we are talked about as if we're a minority group. Like, it's like we're put in the same, it's like, there's like white people, that's everybody. (laughs) And then there's like blacks, Brown, which, like, go fuck yourself, you're not even... Anyway, that encompasses a lot of people. That's pretty much it, right? Like, it's just white, black, brown. Women. Gays. There's no idea that any of these can overlap with each other either. (laughs) The idea of a brown gay woman. Come on now. She doesn't exist. But you know, we're the majority. Did you guys know that? It's like 51 to 49. Women are actually the majority. Like most Americans, I am a woman is a true fucking thing to say. It's crazy that like Hillary Clinton running for president is so insane to us. She would actually, if she won, represent the interests of the majority of Americans. Thank you. And, like, I actually don't care how you feel about her. I mean, this is not going to... That's not going to be untrue, even if you're all a bunch of just, like... Are you all feeling the burn? Okay. Feel the burn if you must. I want you to know it offends me that you feel the burn. I hate it. I think he seems like a nice dude. I think he seems like a cool dude. I think some of his policies are rad. I think he should be a great advisor. Hell, I'd love to have him as a vice president. You know who I would like to be president of our country? Hillary Clinton. That's who I would like to be president of our country. You know why? She has the most experience. Did she fuck up a couple of times in her political career? Absolutely, because she's a politician. She's a lifelong politician, which is what actually qualifies you to be president, not getting a million dollars from your dad. And it is insane the way that we talk. Like, do you realize even the way that we're talking about her? Like, even Democrats don't take her seriously as a candidate. Like, we only talk about her emails or her mistakes. If she was a man that had been a senator and a secretary of state and also somehow the first lady... (laughs) 
we would be like, this dude has seen motherfucking everything. This should be our president. And don't tell me that it is because of any other reason than that she's a woman that we don't take her seriously. I know that that's true. You look at her in her suit and it just looks weird. I fucking get it. Women have boobs in suits. It's different. I understand. She doesn't wear a tie. It looks so weird. I get it. I'm going to be so disappointed in us if we let this go. I support her because I believe women deserve to be represented. I believe we deserve to be represented. And if you're like, I, Cameron, you cannot vote for someone just because they're a woman. I say to you, I absolutely can. (laughs) I absolutely can do that. Because all other presidents have been men. So I would just love to just give it, just give it four years. Just give it a dance. Give it a spin. (laughs) And I mean, honestly, I don't believe that she could, I don't believe that she would damage us. I don't believe that she would. I believe there's a chance that if Donald Trump was elected, which he won't be, that like, we would, the streets would burn. But... (laughs) Not B-E-R-N, B-U-R-N. He would take all the money and give it to the white people. Does anyone have like an honest reason that they're voting for Bernie? Anyone? Yeah, what's yours? Hundred percent, hundred percent, absolutely. I would argue, and as is as a gay person, that Hillary was on a bigger stage, and that also she evolved. And I understand that it sucks that it takes time for people to evolve, but I really think that having a candidate who used to believe something and now says the exact opposite could speak to the people in our country who still don't know that I'm a person, if she chose to. So uh, when I watch her commercials and there's like gay women kissing in there, I don't feel patronized i'm like thank you for coming around my dad would love you if you were a man (laughs) does anyone else have a reason yeah what's yours absolutely 100 percent. i totally get that my question is is that possible like, you actually put him in political office. And then the next day after he's elected president, he's like, get Wall Street on the phone! And they're like, oh, Wall Street doesn't pick up for the fucking president. Are you kidding me? You can make an appointment, and they will maybe slot you in, but they will not listen. Right. The president has, doesn't have that kind of power. I would like my president to know what it's like to walk down the street and worry about getting raped. That's what I would like. <laughs> this person wants Obama. Because um, I think, like, I actually think, I, listen, I agree with you, and I would love to have that change, but I don't think that's a change that a president could actually affect. I do think that having a woman in office could change the way that we talk about Planned Parenthood, because she could understand what we're talking about from personal experience. So that is, I think, actually something that a president could do. 
So I'm obviously very smart and I've taken two people down. <laughs> this is a fun part of this stand-up comedy show. It was very good. Then she came out, she forgot penises had holes. But then eloquently debated the audience. You guys are the best. Round of applause for you for challenging me. I'm thinking you had a chance at winning. I love that also, like, that that's such a divisive issue to say in this room that I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Like, people got so stressed. You all got really nervous. Death. When TJ talked about death, that is the same face you're making right now. But, like, definitely that has nothing to do with her being a woman. Okay. Guys, we got two great comics on this show. I can't think of another better way to warm up the crowd for two of our final comics <laughs> than what I've done here during my last five minutes on stage. I straight up can't. Being honest about my political views and saying straight up that I will vote for a woman because she's a woman, which you're not supposed to say. And I said it, and then the whole audience thought about leaving. Didn't leave. And now there are two comics backstage who've been waiting for an hour. And they're gonna come out here and tell you guys jokes. And I forgot penises have holes. That's literally what's happened. I couldn't be happier about this. This is why I love this job. Like, I hope that you appreciate in your heart how amazing this is. Just like the raw grit of what, whoever's gonna have to fucking come out that. And the worst part is she's a good friend of mine that I've known for years. That I really genuinely like. And I appreciate her comedy and her friendship. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to have your dicks? Are you ready to have a hole blown in your dick? <laughs> are you ready for Hillary Clinton to come and blow a hole in your dick? With her new support for gays and acknowledgement of Planned Parenthood slashed we're already fucked because of Wall Street. Are you ready for that? Well then, please welcome to the stage my friend and yours, Miss Mo Welch. Enjoy. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for such a warm reception. Every time I come up to do stand-up and you guys applaud for me, I remember what a fun last resort this is. It's great. I don't get paid. I'm not supposed to be up here. I shouldn't be up here. I'm not supposed to be a stand-up comedian. I'm supposed to be in the WNBA. That's basketball for women. When I was in seventh grade, I got a women's basketball for Christmas and I realized immediately that I could palm it. So I said, all right, basketball it is. 
is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I also realize that I have really large hands for a female. You know what they say about a lady with big hands? Gross. That's what they say. Honestly, like, fuck sports. Fuck playing sports. When I was younger, I realized that I need to get rid of this. Like, I, I became a little feminist because nothing makes sense. Everything is sexist in sports. And when I realized that, I was like, I'm out of here. Like, the basketball, women's basketball is just a smidge smaller than a men's basketball. So basically, someone was like, all right, girls, uh, you have really tiny, tiny hands, so we're just going to give you this basketball. We're like, okay, I guess whatever. But that doesn't make any sense because then for softball, they gave us a huge ball. <laughs> like if that were the case, then we'd get like a baseball or a ping pong ball to play softball with. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. And then they gave us that fucking big softball and they're like, you know what? We're going to make this fluorescent yellow because women can't see anything. <laughs> they're going to lose this in the clouds if we don't make it fluorescent yellow. But that doesn't make any sense either. Because women have the tiniest watches you've ever seen. We have perfect eyesight. Our watches are the size of a zit. That's my watch material. Um, yeah. My family is really poor when I was growing up. Fucking losers. <laughs> So annoying, right? <laughs> I realized I was poor when I was little when I went over to a friend's house and I sat on the couch and I was like, hey, who sleeps here? He's <laughs> got three beds in the living room. Cool. My dad was in prison for most of my life. That's why I'm up here. <laughs> was. Not for a serious reason. My dad went to prison because he stole TVs from Sears on more than one occasion. We had a great TV growing up. Beautiful. I, I don't know how to relate to people with that story. Like, you guys are like, I don't have that same story. Like, I don't know how to relate to people. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was talking about the show, uh, the fuck is that show called? Prison Break. You guys know that show? I've never fucking seen it. Who cares? She was talking about that show, Prison Break. And she's like, oh, yeah, did you know that the first season of Prison Break was filmed at Joliet State Prison? And without hesitation, I was like, oh, yeah, my dad went there. <laughs> yeah, my dad went there. Like, it was the University of Michigan. <laughs> yeah. You guys relate? Cool. It's cool uh, Cameron and Rhea can get married because marriage is, like, legal for everyone now. That's cool. Bunch of homophobes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> No, it is cool that gay marriage is legal now because um, that means I can now legally disappoint my parents. So. I feel like it's weird. Every stand-up show, I have to come out. <laughs> like, I'm not even out to my grandparents. <laughs> like, my, friend, my friend was like, hey, Mo, are you out to your grandparents? I'm like, no, man, no one's out to their grandparents. Like, just fucking wait it out. <laughs> not coming out to Ed and Mary. Shit. My mom wants to, she can. I'm not doing that. 
Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I am the least successful friend of my friend group. I know that because they make money. Like, when they go to the bank, they bring their paycheck there, and then the bank gives them money. And then when I go to the bank and bring my paycheck, they're like, why are you giving me a fistful of drink tickets? <laughs> Comedy inside joke. <laughs> Just fistfuls of pretzels over here. I have, uh, the great part about having successful friends is you will go to brunch with them and they will pay for you, which is awesome. But the shitty part is you have to go to brunch with them <laughs> to listen to their success stories. Like, I have this friend, Stacy, and if that's not bad enough, she's... Her and her husband, like, just don't stop. They're like, oh my God, Mo, did you hear? We got a house. It's in Silver Lake. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's like you walk up and it's one number. You don't have to deal with pound signs. It's like our own house. I don't know what to say to that. I'm like, well, I, cool, Stacy. Like, I don't know if you heard, but I am now exclusively eating Pop-Tarts for dinner. So, fuck you. <laughs> Stacy invited me to be in her wedding party because she, you know, got married to her husband and they live in a house. And uh, you get a gift when you're in a wedding party and she got everybody a spa deal. She got everybody like a mani-pedi except for me, which is rude. And I was like, wait, what's the deal? Why don't I get this mani-pedi deal? And Stacey's like, oh, you know, Mo, you're a lesbian. Like, you like, you know, playing sports. I figured I'd get you, like, tickets to a game or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> to which I said, um, actually, Stacy, nail care is very important. This is my dick. So... <laughs> Let's fucking take care of this before it goes inside of a human body. Anyway, you guys have a lot to think about, a lot of holes to think about after this show. Thank you so much. I'm Mo Welch. Have a good night. We have one more comic left on the show. Do you guys have it in your hearts for our final comic? Yes. He is a friend of the show. We love it when he stops by, and he has a show debuting very soon on True TV called Those Who Can't. Please give a warm welcome for Adam Caton Holland. Alan, tell me what you're working on right now so people can support it. Uh, those who can't. Yes, which out. is a... It's a... Uh, uh, it is a what? It's what a TV is it? show. It's a television it's show? It's my TV show. You made a TV show? I made a TV show. With your friends. Andrew Overdahl and Ben Roy, the Grawlers. Also Grawlicks. often do this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Regular listeners would know Ben Roy and Andrew Overdahl. Yeah, and, um, kind of a Denver trio, and we made a TV show. It's coming out in February on True TV. Great. It's, I'm, we're so excited. Are you wrapped? Oh, yeah, we're wrapped. We got 10 episodes in the can. We premiered two of them last week. Awesome. Uh, at a panel with Bobcat Goldthwait hosting it, who directed two episodes. It's like all oh, this dream come true, it. great stuff. It's well, really, really cool. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, and February eleventh. February eleventh. What time? Do you know? Uh, it comes you know after. It comes after Impractical Jokers. Okay, great. The guest stars include Sarah Michelle Gellar on an episode. We got oh, Buffy, T.J. Miller's on it, Kyle Kinane, Rory Scovel. It's gonna roll. Awesome. Well, those who can't, everyone will check it out. Thanks. Thanks. Guys, Adam Kane Holland, one more time. Adam Kane Holland, you guys. Well, this has been one hell of a show. It's been one hell of a show. We've been great. Yes. <laughs> Let's hear it for us one more time. <laughs> and all the comics you've seen tonight. We're here every Tuesday night. Thank you guys so much for coming out. That's Rhea Butcher.
That's Cameron Esposito. Have a great rest of your night. Put Have a good one. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.